0: Welcome to the Intimate Inspirations Podcast. I am Michelle Blumentritt, and I cannot wait to share with women, no matter what your phase of life, a long-time passion of mine to help you find your beautiful. Welcome back to Intimate Inspirations and the beginning of my Love Month series. Yep, it's February, and I'm going to be doing each episode with different couples this month. So tonight, I am super excited to have a very special couple on, and I have an amazing guest with me, and this is going to be really exciting and fun. Are you ready for this, my guest? (laughs) Are you ready?
1: (laughs) As ready as I can be, I guess.
0: Please welcome to my podcast, Dalen Blumentritt. Hi, babe. Hey,
1: babe. How are you i'm doing well thank you
0: so just so you all know this is more my thing than it is his thing so he is this is a true sign of love from him to be able to come here and sacrifice his time but also be able to do this because this is not his comfort zone and so thank you babe for being here and being willing to participate
1: you're welcome i'm uh, glad to be here okay kind of
0: <laughs> so we're just gonna kind of go into since i have been on the podcast obviously for several episodes but never have had the opportunity to introduce dalen to you guys and have you be able to meet him and get to know us together as a couple. And since it's February, I decided this month that I'm going to focus on Love Month and different couples. So I have some really amazing guests lined up and I'm excited about that. But I decided to start with Daylin and I and have the two of us be able to just give our story and kind of give a little bit of background and we're going to have some I have some questions as well that I thought would be fun for the two of us to ask and this is not something that the two of us have gone over together necessarily so it's kind of impromptu so it'll be interesting and I think fun as well because neither one of us really know what the other one's going to be answering or saying necessarily so I want to just first, I'm going to go into the story of how Dalen and I met, but I'm going to give my version and then I'll let him give his version because I'm sure that they are a little bit different. Dalen and I, as far as my story goes, we met at college. I had gone to a, um, started going to a private Bible college and was working part-time probably when I was there and I knew that this private college was known for people going there to find their forever person and there was all these little jokes about ring by spring or your money back or you know what was some of the other ones babe
1: um southwestern bridal college oh yeah.
0: yeah yep so that was something that i think for me i was definitely decided that i was not going to go to college to find a man i was going to go to college because it was something i felt like god was calling me to do at the time and i i let's see, I met Dalen probably pretty early on when I started going there through a mutual friend of his actually. And turns out that she was also a mutual friend of my best friend as well. So we we had the similar circles that we kind of ran in. And she introduced me to Dalen and we just kind of start. and I had no interest at first in Dalen, to be honest. Um, and we kind of I think we kind of ran in the same circles through southwestern. Yeah, yeah,
1: you say that.
0: And I think it was over several months that we would kind of come to know each other through going out with these other friends, and then after several months, we started having conversations in his jeep at nine, ten o'clock at night until midnight, one o'clock in the morning, just having long conversations where I'm pretty sure I was drilling him of many, many questions that I had and was asking him lots of things. And Dalen had this crazy, silly bet going on that he was not going to date for a year. And this bet just happened to be with like four or five of his really close friends. Friends at the time who were all girls who in my mind when I realized this was what was going on I immediately felt like these probably the majority of these girls had a crush on him or liked him and this was their way of being able to get him to not be dating other people so that they could have more of his time that he'd be hanging out with them instead of going out on dates with other girls so he came into southwestern I think, with that bet where he wasn't dating. He was, he had sworn off girls. Mind you. So I
1: didn't swear off girls. Oh, no, no, no. just, no. just swore okay. off dating.
0: All right. Okay. So he was, he had lots of girl friends, but there was no dating going on per se. I air quotes dating for sure. Yeah,
1: I was going to go one year without dating and just focus on my relationship with God. I was going to focus on.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, back up. But was this a uh, something you felt like the Lord was calling you to do?
1: Well, so I had just gotten out of it. I just got uh, my heart broken by another girl. And that's when I came back. had been up in Washington. I came back and said, you know what? I'm going to do something drastic. And that's when I went and signed up for college. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on school, focus on my relationship with God for a year. And... That's how I ended up at, uh, at Southwestern College. Um, so okay. go ahead,
0: go ahead. So, so sort of, I mean, maybe it was a little bit of the Lord. I, I think we had that conversation. That was one of the questions I think once I got to know you, mind you, we had, it was several months. I mean, you were only at Southwestern for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. it was three. A few months in before we actually started to have conversations and start talking to one another in that way, but all the while you did have, um, let's see, you had a girl that you would run with—that was your running girl—and you, and you had a keep exercise girl, exercise. right, right—and you had a girl that was your math or geology or science or something tutor girl. And then another another girl that I don't know, I don't know. there were several. I can think of three or four i could I could probably name them, but we won't. So I think there was definitely um I won't say cheating as far as on your bet, but there was definitely some skewing, a little bit of maybe you were not dating, but you were still kind of playing a little bit, yeah. So I think that there was interest for sure on all these other girls' parts. Maybe not you, but I think you were just becoming friends and they, they a lot of these girls became interested in you at some point. So I was observing this, by the way. And not that I was necessarily interested because it took me a while. And then... When I finally kind of started to be interested, then I was observing all of this you running from this girl to that girl. And I immediately felt like you were a player and that was, that was it for me kind of was a done deal. And I didn't really necessarily have interest because I had a job and I had things to do and I was there for a reason. And so I didn't really want to have a part of that, but God had different plans and, um, I think one of the very first comments, because I one of the things that I wrote on here was what are one of the first things that we kind of noticed about each other? So I'm going to let you answer that question. What was, what was one of the first things you noticed about me? Like when you met me or once we got to know each other?
1: Well, so let me... Um, her version is... Her version, obviously. But I, I remember um coming into uh it was a evening class uh, and I think I'd probably worked or something that day and so I brought some food in and uh it was in a, a big auditorium and um so I kind of sat to the back I was you know, got my dinner out and you know I was sitting down and sitting by myself and I look over and she's looking at me and all of a sudden she puts this L on her forehead like loser and I'm thinking Oh my gosh! This girl just called me a, a loser. So I think I, it's when I picked up my uh, books and my dinner and went over and sat by her, and um, and obviously I, I liked that spicy side of her, um, and that was definitely an a, a attraction. Um, something that I was like, okay, you know, this girl's not afraid to, uh, um, you know, give me a little bit of um, spiciness and a little bit of you know attitude and. Um. so yeah that, that was definitely a part of her that uh, and, and that she's absolutely beautiful too so uh, that was another obvious reason.
0: Do you remember what you said one of the chapels that we had to Jen okay so one of our really the Dalen's good friend and became mutual friends of both of us as we were at Southwestern she was commenting on something after chapel do you remember?
1: Hmm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, it was I'll probably what I was, remember if you say
0: it. It was what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I do recall. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so our friend Jen looks at me and says, Oh my gosh, the dress that you're wearing looks just like a couch that my parents once had. And of course, as a woman, I'm thinking, I don't know that that was necessarily a compliment that I look like somebody's upholstered couch and she asks dalen what do you think doesn't doesn't this remind you of a couch and he looks at me up and down and he goes i wish my couch looked like that (laughs) so
1: yeah i I do recall that Uh, and that was
0: pretty early on i don't think that we were even really had been talking at that point much so that was pretty bold on your part to make that comment but I think it was just a little bit of who you are and your personality came out there which of course I liked because he was confident and because it was a compliment probably because maybe he sensed that I might have that might have been uncomfortable for me not knowing what he was going to say that I look like a piece of furniture so I think it was a way for him to encourage me that that wasn't the case that he thought that it it looked pretty hot. Yeah. So,
1: but little did I know, um, once, uh, we'd start to have these conversations that she had a list of like 29 things, um, that she wanted in a man. And, and she would literally grill me with all these questions to make sure that, uh, um, I fit, um, the, uh, model of the person that she was looking for with these 29 things so and and all
0: things of which I prayed over by the way so they were of the Lord
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think even my the initials um, right yeah so
0: my my sisters and I I always have to tell this story because you have to understand where I was at and I think I even shared this in one of my other episodes as far as my love life and how things went for me I felt like at 24 by the time Dalen and I actually got married that I was an old maid because I had all very close friends to me at the time and my both of my sisters all got married at 19 and 20 so for me being 21 22 23 I felt like it was never going to happen for me But both of my older sisters had gotten married and both of them married people whose last name started with a B, which our maiden name started with a B, so they didn't have to change their initials. So that was one of those kind of little quirky things I threw in there. It literally is the last, probably 29th thing on my list because I... I said on there, and Lord, if you want to throw in that his initials start with a B so that I don't have to change my last initial, then so be it. And lo and behold, <laughs> his last initial started with a B. So all three of us girls still kept our same initials when we got married, which was just, I believe, the Lord throwing in something Little fun and extra to let me know that he heard me and that he was had his hand in each and every part of my life and me meeting somebody and finding the right person. I was very prayerful over it and it was um, a big deal to me because I I did go through heartache and there was it was a big piece of my life and I think I was probably nervous and possibly hesitant about starting a relationship and didn't want to get hurt and all the things as was Dalen probably a little bit too since he swore off well since he said he wasn't going to date so my goal in that going back to that was kind of that if that really wasn't something I felt like I did ask you by the way if you felt like that was really something the Lord was calling you to do because I didn't want to be the person that broke a bet that you had if that was a pact that you made with the Lord himself and and he called you to do that I would not want to be the one that tried to interfere but you didn't feel like it was necessarily that you felt like a lot of it was more so that you were heartbroken and you felt like you needed to make the decision to not do that because you were maybe because you were angry or whatever so i did feel very strongly that i wanted to be the person that that if we did decide to date once i got to know you and i think we started moving in that direction i wanted to have you maybe break that bet for me if that was because i kind of wanted to know that i was worth it right Mm. we did talk about that we did talk about that Yeah. yeah And and so what was our first date? Now really though, you have to say because we had a first date, but you didn't want to call it a date because you didn't want to lose the bet. So to your friends, you didn't necessarily call it a date. For the when we were heading to the date, it was still not a date.
1: Well, I think didn't we take somebody with us?
0: Yeah, but that's because we went rock climbing and we needed
1: a belayer. Yeah, a, yeah. Well, so, a to trust take, take another they... Yeah, take another guy on a date with us so maybe it wasn't a date well maybe i was just testing you to see if you knew how to climb okay
0: but afterwards we t- the guy went home and you and i went to lunch we did yeah
1: <gasps> i i guess i forgot you don't i thought remember? we would we, we went somewhere And got ice for your forehead i remember <laughs>
0: You can tell that story, but we did go to islands. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. For lunch. So we they yeah. must have had an ice pack or something for your no, head.
0: No, you did stop at a Circle K and get an ice pack. Gotcha. Okay. So you have yes. to tell the story.
1: So, well, so I was rock climbing was my, my hobby back then. And of course, um was something I loved to share with other people. And, you know, it was important to me that uh, whoever I dated um, was also could share that with me because it was something I spent all my weekends and and time doing, uh, spare time doing. So um, I took her out uh, to the Superstition Mountains and uh, we uh, climbed a, um, a pretty significant spire out there that uh, is a, kind of a great landmark. Um, so in order to do that, I actually needed somebody else as a belayer that would uh, um, be able to... Uh, um, have the experience to be able to get, you know, get her off the ground after I'd uh, led the route, that sort of stuff. So, um, I can't remember who it was even that went with us, but, uh, anyway, so when we got, when we got back to the, uh, the Jeep at the end of the climb, we were going down a dirt road and, uh, she was in the back seat and we had a bump and her head hit the roll bar and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh! So she's got this giant bump on her head and, I'm thinking, I've, you know, here it is. I just met her dad that, uh, I think that morning, and now I've got to bring this girl home with this giant, you know, bump knot. on her, knot on her forehead. And, um, and her dad wasn't the, the, uh, um, uh, you know, he, warm fuzzy. He wasn't the warm fuzzy guy. He might, he might be the kind of guy that, you know, take you out back and, <laughs> you know, execute you or something. So who knew, who knew what I was up against when I brought her home? So, um, but yeah, so we stopped at a Circle K, got a bag of or an ice pack or something to put on her uh, on her forehead. And so, but and she, I she did very well climbing. So I was like, okay, uh, she that was the big the one of the big tests for me was, you know, is this something can this girl climb? And she uh, she turned out to be a very good climber um, and would uh, um, show up my friends frequently. Um, so that was yeah it was. That was always a good first date thing.
0: Do we real quick tell the story what you did when we were climbing? I mean, that was my first time ever doing anything like that. By the way, anybody who listens, a lot of people who listen to this podcast know me well enough to know I was never really an outdoorsy person. Hiking and running and just in general being outdoorsy. Bugs and nature were not my favorite thing. So... When he first took me on this climb, we were there was an overhang. Is that what it was called? The jet out thing? That was that one. I do not
1: yeah. sure. Maybe it had an overhang. It's been a long time since I've uh, I've climbed that.
0: And I didn't see you going over it, but then I got to it and I was struggling. And I said, "How did you get over? How did you get over this?" I and you were like. I, you just got to do it. Just put your foot up, and and so I did, and I got a. I actually got over the overhang. I didn't go around it, and then. Afterwards, you laughed and said, me and my buddy went around it. We didn't even go over that. <laughs> you remember that?
1: I do remember something and you about didn't, a snake. You said, I wasn't
0: going to tell you because why would like, I tell yeah, you that? If you you're going to do it, it. Yeah. you look like you were ready to pull it off. I do and remember I did. something about a snake or a I lizard. I that was or a different the... climb.
1: Was it? Okay. I... And
0: it was. There was something in a hole and it was looking at me. It had eyes. It was definitely an um, and a creature of some sort, which you said, and I mean, you didn't say in your mind you were, you knew that we were too high up for something yeah, I mean, to be usually living. Usually,
1: a couple hundred feet off the ground, you're, you don't run into things and you know living creatures in the cracks. But,
0: but he was saying you need to put your hand in the crack in order to pull yourself up, and there was no way I was putting my hand in the crack because there were two eyes looking back at me, and he did not believe me. But he didn't tell me he didn't believe me. I know he was thinking it, that that's crazy. There was no way something was living there, but I could have sworn that that's what I saw. So I refused to put my hand in the crack because I knew something was going to bite it (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah. Who said I love you first?
1: I am pretty sure that was you.
0: It was definitely me. I knew for a long time. In fact, I told my really good friend, Rebecca, Rebecca, when I felt like I had fallen in love with you. And we had only been dating about maybe seven or I think it was eight months. But it was a long time before we said I love you. And I I didn't want to say it. But I ended up being the first one to say it. But I have to tell the story about what you did when we were. So he hadn't said I love you yet. And I hadn't said it. But we had been dating a good, you know, six months or something. And he loved He used to call me Sunshine. He still does call me Sunshine. He was singing that song. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. And as soon as he gets to the part where it says, you'll never know, dear, how much I love you. He says, you'll never know, dear. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he hums the rest of the whole thing and and doesn't say it. Because, of course, in my mind as a woman, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is how he's going to tell me he loves me. He's going to sing it to me. And then you didn't. You totally bailed out and yeah, so, didn't do so it.
1: So I am a very cautious person by nature. I've, I have always been. Um, but I'm also that person when I say something, I don't say something I don't mean. Um, so I have to be very, very certain and and it takes me a long time to make decisions. Uh, but when I make decisions, I'm committed to them and I stick to them. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a big deal to me was to, you know, ever tell somebody that, uh, that I loved them because, you know, I had to know 100% and be convinced in my mind. And you know, of course I didn't ever want to do anything to hurt her. And so, yeah, it was just, they said that that's my person, my, my, my personality is, is very much, uh, one of caution and, uh, and commitment as well.
0: And little did I know if I had seen that in you, I might not have waited because I would have known that it was going to, because of those decisions that you make in your life, that you proposing eventually would have been a much later timeline than what I would have preferred for myself. Right. And a breakup in between and all of the things. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> you have to know.
1: It was, it was in God's Which plan. Which is good. Yeah. I,
0: If you didn't know, who knows? how you would have felt in our marriage. And if you would have stuck it out, how difficult things are in a marriage at times. Not for us, of course. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> no, been easy, easy, easy We're for perfect. us. So what makes me, I'm almost afraid to ask this question. <laughs> what makes me different from another person that you've been with? We did
1: um, not yeah, we, um, practice this. Yeah, no, we didn't, didn't rehearse this, but, <laughs> um, You know, I I think, um, you know, Michelle knows me better than anybody. Um, She's the one that finishes my sentences, um, knows what I'm thinking, uh, usually knows what I'm feeling before I know what I'm feeling. You know, it's just she knows me Um, and, you know, she took the time to get to know me. You know, even before we started dating, it was, um, you know, she asked a thousand questions. Um, and wanted to know, you know, everything about me. Um, and I would also say she's, um, probably the most godly person that I've ever dated. Um, and just, she wanted, um, to be, um, in God's will, you know, and she, she diligently prayed and and waited and, um, you know it was her list you know that she had she you know she prayed over that list um and uh, one thing i know when michelle prays about things uh, and i always say she's got this direct hotline link to god um, because it's just it's always been crazy even with our kids it's like you know i'll be running we'll be running around the house and we're looking for something and she'll just say look let's just pray um and she does. We'll stop, and she'll pray. And all of a sudden, it's like we find the key, the car keys, or we find you know whatever it is that we were looking for, right? So um, yeah, I, I think it's it's her um, th- those things, you know, how well she knows me um, and and cares to know me, um, and then like I said, just her her godliness.
0: Thanks, babe. So I'll answer the question too. I think, and I've talked about this also on my other episodes before I think they're I think we're always drawn to similar people I would say when you're dating so I would say I have not dated many people but those that I have seriously dated had a lot of similar character traits of Dalen um, but Dalen was a much stronger leader in the fact that he always wanted to, I think the very thing that was difficult for me, just like what he just shared in him not wanting to say I love you prematurely or him not wanting to ask me to marry him without being 100%, that was difficult for me when we were dating. I didn't understand that because I was ready much sooner than he was. But those things about him, I think is what I love about him the most now because he makes decisions that are very intentional and it's not just with me in our marriage it's with our business that we run and our home life with our children and the way that he runs our family the way that he helps and runs our finances he's very very methodical and prayerful about the decisions that he makes he does not make impulse decisions which I am very impulsive and so it's really good to have even though sometimes it's very hard for me but he's willing to tell me no in the difficult things and I know in my heart he always desires to give me what I want. He always wants to treat me like a princess and always be able to say, sure, you can have that. We can do that. Let's do this. But at the end of the day, it has to make sense. It has to be financially a good decision, biblically a good decision. It has to be what's right for us as a, in our marriage and what's right for our children. And I think I have grown to respect that. I have not ever been with anybody who has been that intentional about the decisions that he's making in his life. And I again, I think that was really hard for me. And sometimes it's even hard for me now in our marriage where I want to just do. I, let's just do it. Let's just go. Let's just spend the money.
1: Um, and I will say I do let her make decisions that I think are terrible decisions sometimes. And I shouldn't say I let her, <laughs> uh, but I ignore decisions that I think She makes sometimes that are probably not the best decisions, um, but um, yeah,
0: yeah. But I I do do. it
1: because you know uh, we choose your battles. Yeah, you you pick your battles, but uh, yeah, trust me, I don't I don't always agree um, with the financial decisions, um, it's
0: usually just the financial it's decisions, usually
1: just the financial decisions that she, <laughs> <laughs> that she makes the, uh, the, the shopping trips and, you know, uh, things, things like that, that I go, you know what, that, that's a battle. I don't, I don't need to fight. And, um, it's not going to put us in, in any kind of financial straits to, for her to, to buy those, uh clothes or shoes but i think or, if it
0: did you would step in I, I
1: would i i would step in if it was going to be a if it would put us into a a, a bad situation um but um once again you, you you do pick your battles and um and i do want her to have the things that her heart desires and um if i can give that to her and it doesn't uh, doesn't stretch our finances or isn't going to put us in a in a bad situation. You know, I do want her to have those things, but I don't always agree.
0: And one of the other things that I love is that you're not afraid to tell me the hard things. I mean, I I have friends, I think, that are willing to sometimes say things, but you're really willing to tell me the hard things that I might not want to hear. And you're always the delivery with you because the the empathy and the compassion so that sometimes is yeah i don't have those things. yeah so it's not it doesn't always come across but but it's always the thing i need to hear and i think when i come to you for advice or i you know i always look to you when i'm making a tough decision or when i don't know the right answer and most times you now I think will ask me, are you looking for me to to solve this or are you just needing me to listen to you? because I think we've been through a lot where in our marriage where we've I've communicated things to you and I've been frustrated because you've tried to fix it all the time because that's I think very typical of a man to want to be able to have a solution. How do I, how can I fix this? And I think for you, that's been, something that you've probably learned it probably wasn't always natural but you now that I've kind of told you when I come to you you've kind of given me that like okay are, what do you what do you need for me right now do you need me to fix this or are you just looking to vent are you looking to talk through it what do you need and I I feel like you're always willing to to let me know if if you think I've said something or done something in this situation that maybe I was wrong you're not afraid to say that and I don't always love it at the time but I appreciate it and then that's something that I think I don't have I haven't had in the past before so I think with you and I in our marriage we've grown and you've gotten your delivery has definitely gotten way better
1: yeah, after 20, <laughs> 25, 25 years. years you definitely <laughs> learn uh, what to say sometimes or what not to say and when to keep your mouth shut. And But I still get it wrong every now and then.
0: <laughs> what do you think that our biggest strength of our relationship is?
1: Um, you know, I would say that, uh, um, you know, just the common ground that we have um, in our foundation. I mean, our, our foundation is, you know, based on uh, Christ and, and uh biblical principles and, and that we can, you know, we, we agree, um, you know, with, even with raising our kids, I think we really kind of agreed on most things when it came to raising the kids. Um, and, you know, once again, I, you know, with, even with finances and that sort of thing, I think, you know, you realized where you were weak and, and what, what your weaknesses were and what your, you know, strengths were and, and, you know, I think we kind of both, um, you know, you are a much better parent uh, than I ever uh, could have been or uh, or was. Um, and, you know, I, there was, so there was there was areas where, where uh, you were strong and and I was weak and vice versa. And I think that uh, we recognized those. But I think we also had probably, you know, um, uh, like I said, just the common ground in our faith. Um, really helped us to to have that foundation and be grounded in that and um, we wanted um, even though we weren't always do we didn't always do the right thing um, we do where we could go to get the answers um, and and we were willing um, to to admit you know when we were wrong and go okay we need to make some adjustments Um, but I, I think we we had a lot of common ground Um, and and foundationally, and I think that made, uh, made it easier. Um, but certainly not easy.
0: No, for sure. So for me, I think I'm going to say this because this is my podcast and I can say what I want to say, but I think the biggest strength of our relationship is communication. I think we don't always, we haven't always known how to communicate well. But I think we've always communicated, whether that be in a good way or a bad way. I think I've learned to communicate better and not just say everything that I'm thinking because that wasn't always healthy. And you've learned how to communicate your thoughts and feelings. But um, I think we communicate better for sure now. And I feel like we that's been over time. But in that... I think that we communicate really well in intimacy, and I think that that is a very big strength in our marriage. And I think that helps me and spurs me to be able to have a podcast like this and talk about the hard things and talk about things in a marriage that perhaps other people struggle with that for me, I don't understand as well. Um, although I know it's definitely a struggle and I appreciate that about, um, us and our relationship and that we, we are communicative even in that. And that's another episode that I will be talking a little bit more on, but I think that's something that is definitely a strength that we have and that I appreciate as well.
1: Yeah, that, that definitely comes from you. Um, Michelle's always been, uh, the communicator and, um, I'm not, uh, probably the best communicator, but I have, I've learned, um, you know, through being married to somebody that is a good communicator. Um, and I, I don't think she allows me to not be a communicator. Um, you know, she kind of f- forces me to, um, to talk, um, and, So, yeah, Yeah.
0: I think I've said this before. I don't know if you remember, but it just you saying that really reminds me. So when when I was younger, we had family counseling when I was probably a freshman in high school, maybe. And we had to go together as a family. And I will never forget the counselor kind of going through each of us and and kind of describing our relationship with our dad and how we, each of us three girls, responded to my dad. And I remember her specifically saying with me that no matter what, I was always going to, even if my dad didn't show me or give me at the time what I felt like I might have needed, I would go sit on his lap and force him to talk to me and get it out of him like, hey, how was your day? I was just very I I almost demanded that time. And so I think about that. you just saying that kind of sparks that memory of, probably in a very similar way that's how I am now and it's how I am in relationships because I want to communicate but I've also learned that sometimes over communicating and especially finding the right time to communicate and the right you know we work in a business together so if I'm coming to you right before bedtime to tell you something at work that Happened that's going to stress you out and make you not sleep all night. Probably not a good time But I that didn't stop me when we were first married or when I first started working in the business So
1: yeah, I mean I if I leave michelle alone with a complete stranger for 10 minutes um, they will Bear their entire soul to her um, I don't know what she does what she says how she asks the questions, but um, she definitely has a way to um, ask the right questions to Uh, to drag things out of people that I couldn't get out of somebody in 10 years. If I tried, um, that's just uh, a gift that she has. And, um, it's, it's something that's, you know, I've always thought is just super cool, but yeah, it's, yeah. Some of my friends aren't, uh, aren't thrilled (laughs) by her ability to, uh, to do that. Um, I mean, she can make a grown man cry, um, So, yeah, but like I said, that once again, it is a gift to hers.
0: Thank you. So, what do you think, Dalen? What would you say that our biggest arguments are about?
1: Wow. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I told you we didn't rehearse this.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I would say, um, gosh, that's that's a tough one. Um, got a long pause here um, I know. Well, our, our biggest arguments huh
0: I'm uh, I I mean I think I could go and speak on this I think I think it's fair to say I think we can talk about this because it's raw it's true there's there's always been between the two of us I think we there was kind of almost a, a like a hierarchy we kind of you and I kind of started out, and probably not to Dalen's f- fault, but to, to mine as well, but our relationship, I think, started at the beginning of a, more of a father-daughter role, and I kind of took that role on, which kind of forced him to take more of a, that role as well, which I don't think he liked that. I don't think he wanted that, but that was kind of how we started, and I feel like it just probably developed I would think over time and because there were certain things that you know in the home where you know I would he worked and there was always this like regardless it wasn't always just him I think between the two of us there was almost like a competition like who worked harder today or who was more tired you know i was mentally exhausted and sometimes physically you know from running all over driving here and driving there and going here and doing this and taking care of the kids and then mentally of course because i was dealing with small kids all day long when i was at home because when we very first got married and had kids i only was a teacher for the first couple of years and as soon as we both decided to have children i we both decided that i would be home which we wanted And I think there was always this competition and I don't necessarily think it was always on his part. I think we both kind of struggled with that, with feeling like, well, you say that, that, you know, I always felt like when he came home and said, oh my gosh, and wanted to tell me about his day and this happened or that happened, I automatically felt like he was saying how hard his day and difficult it was and how mine was probably just a piece of cake. And that wasn't his fault. That was more my perception of it, I think. And so I think our arguments kind of stemmed from me feeling like you didn't think that I worked as hard as you. Yeah, I, you I, I think you speak on that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think there are stages we've gone through, um, you know, in in our marriage. I mean, I, you know, uh, early, early on, it was, um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, very much like she didn't um, you know, biblically what we call leave and cleave, right? When you 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 know when you get married, you put your husband first. and that was a, a big issue for us because um, I didn't feel like I was first. Um, and, I, and even to this day, I don't feel like I was first. Um, you know, she always put um, you know her sisters or her mom or dad or whatever. You know, her family always came before me. And, you know so it was one of those things where we uh, we ended up in you know in counseling and, and in was something that we were able to identify and and uh, but that caused a lot of problems in marriage and then where I think we kind of went through and that's where we we identified some of the you know the issues too where you know I, I did kind of take on a father role and she was you know I mean just as far as responsibility and that thing that type of stuff goes she was raised differently than I was I, I, I mean my, rec- my memory is when you got your first paycheck. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had been working and, you know, we were married. She finished college. She got her first paycheck. And she was like, well, that's my spending money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? You because know, that's and, how
0: it was in my family. Yeah, she, So you And were, my yeah. mom didn't need to work, but she did work. It wasn't something that she had to do, but she did. And so my dad pretty much just allowed her to work allowed her to have the paycheck from her work because she didn't have to work. She just kind of chose to. I think that was kind of how I felt. That was probably my perception I think at the time too.
1: Yeah so like just all those little things like I said but those were all stages and I mean you know years and years ago we we moved past those stages and on to you know kind of other stages and uh, to where you know right now it's really hard for me to think of something that we really Argue the most about because you know, like, there's one thing you know that we, one thing that I can I can nail down and identify and say, yeah, you know what, this is something we we really argue a lot about.
0: I can think of one thing now that I'm thinking okay. of it See, I didn't you even think me out about here. this. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Well, what's the one thing? Work that is very different for the both of us. That oh, I, the retirement. No, no. Well, no. <laughs> oh my! Wow. Okay, there's more. So I am a communicator, right? I like to talk when Dalen and I are arguing, when do I want to talk and how does that affect you? What is our biggest thing that pushes you over the top that makes it very difficult? Oh,
1: just being cut off and not being heard. Yeah. Interrupted.
0: And that I talk to you when?
1: Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. I'm not a nighttime person. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely much more of a morning person. So yeah, when we do have a disagreement, um, yeah, once I des- decided uh, and I'm tired, it's, it's not a good time to, uh, to have a conversation.
0: Right. And um, I want to have a conversation until it's resolved, whether that's until 2 or 3 a.m. If we start it. 8 a, 8 p.m. I don't care I want to talk about it all the way through but I, I think even
1: <laughs> that's been a that's something we've gotten way oh way it's better been better at. but yeah. I'm
0: saying that's been that was one of the things it was I think, definitely one of one that of was our, a our big challenges sticking point for us at the beginning yeah it was, but I
1: ultimately yeah. I think um that's some when I mean, we've made huge strides and I would even just say probably within the last couple of years mm-hmm. um you definitely. know I mean it's taken us 23 Took us twenty three years to get to a point where we're like, we're not. So know. what did
0: it take? Because I know what it took, and I think this was key. So the one thing, well, the if, counselor talked to us about it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, it, it means that first thing the next morning, when I have to be willing to say, okay, now I'm I'm okay. Let's let's resolve this because you know your biggest fear was is that. I would wake up in the morning, I'd go to work, and then I'd come home from work and just expect everything to be fine because I was fine. Um, You You would hope that it just was going to disappear if
0: we just didn't talk about it. By the time you woke up, you would hope I was better. And that was the biggest thing that I think we both learned. I learned that we can talk about it if, if you promise that you're going to address it the next morning so that I don't fear that it's just going to carry on and I'm not going to be okay, but you're okay. I think once I realized, I mean, it only took you one or two times of doing that and following through for me to feel safe, to go to sleep the night before and be okay and not worry that we weren't going to resolve it shortly after. So if you would have just realized that 23 years prior... We wouldn't have had all those late night mm. arguments. If so, I will, if I would only known. Yeah, what was the most helpful piece of advice that you feel like we were given in the beginning of our marriage that still might even be helpful today or helpful for some of my listeners?
1: Um, you know, there's, a, there's a couple. Um, I remember we went back to the uh, pastor, Rick Eford, who married us, and. He said, what you guys are dealing with is normal. And I remember thinking, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is normal. This is terrible. But I also remember <laughs> thinking, oh, well, that's good, you know, uh-huh. because, you know, that that's normal. Uh, but one of the th- one of the things I think that uh, has, has always stuck with me is, is learning about anger. And when anger creeps in is, you know, that that anger is a secondary emotion. And the anger is always caused by something else. Uh, it's embarrassment. Help, help, me out here. Uh,
0: embarrassment or fear. fear if you're uh, could be fear.
1: It, whatever it is, you know. If 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 I found myself getting angry about something, uh, there was always another emotion. Um, and if I could if I could stop and clear my head long enough to to figure out what that emotion was, then I could kind of I could kind of mentally dig in. I think a little deeper and realize, you know what? The reason I'm mad at her is because I I was embarrassed about a decision that I made, you know, whether it be a financial decision or you know the decision with the keep you know discipline with the kids or you know something whatever it might have been right. If I could identify why I was angry, then it was a whole lot easier to go. Okay, I I need to fix that instead of just becoming you know angry about something. So. That was one of those things we, I think we learned in counseling that's, you know, I've I've given that advice to a ton of people over the years, Um, you know, friends, family, that sort of thing that, you know, there's always another emotion that preceded that anger that you have. Uh, So if you can dig into that, it's really going to help you.
0: Yeah, I agree. My, my big one was going to be what you said about hearing that it was normal, what we were going through, because that was big for both of us to finally realize that. And I think even today, if someone were to say that about any of the struggles that we still have for someone to say it's normal, I mean, we've still, we have mentors in business and in our relationship. And when they tell us, that's normal, you know, to be feeling the way you're feeling as a couple who owns a business together. You know, we have other friends who own a business together and have said it's normal for for that to be an emotion that you're feeling. And I think it's like, because it's, you start to worry and fear that you're the, you're, this is it, you know, we're a mess and you don't really know what that's going to look like in your future. If you can't make things work, if this, I mean, this is really, we're in a bad place or whatever it might be. I think being able to hear that this is normal is, has been really big for us. I'm sure there's lots of other advice that we've been given, but that was big. And then, um, I just kind of want to close with something that we do now that you wish that we had always done in our marriage. Want me to go first? Mm,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: So I feel I'm going to say one because I have two, but I want you to have the chance because you might use the other one. But I think I, something that we do now, I guess it's not something I wish we'd always done, but I I guess it is because we used to, I feel like we used to fight mean. We were not kind to each other. And I think that's something that we have, do not do. I would say very rarely do we fight mean now. It's if we do, or if we catch ourselves being that way, I think we catch it quickly enough that it doesn't get, we used to be like, verbally I don't physically no. but the two of us were both kind of we just were mean we would say unkind things and I think I just think about that I think that now it's been a it's been many years to where we feel where I feel like I think we fight not fight but we argue and we disagree better than we used to and we come to terms quicker and we're more patient and we might stop talking before it gets to that point where I never did that I would push and push and push or you would just get a short fuse quicker and you've gotten more patient and you've learned a little bit more about me and how you can handle that and I just think that and we didn't even talk about this so you probably didn't even know that I felt this way but I just was trying to think back on things that we had done at the beginning of our marriage for the first s- several years probably and I think we are just better if if I can say we're better arguers <laughs> because we argue but it's it's disagreeing and then we we feel like I feel like we come to a resolve a little bit quicker and much prettier and not so, so ugly.
1: So you you can edit this out of your podcast if you want, but I am going to say one of the the reasons, and that this is just one one reason. But I think it's you know one of the things that you do for me is um, when your hormones are getting out of whack, uh, you'll warn me mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, uh, just want to let you know." Um, you know, my app says, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you know, might be a little cranky this week or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. and so that kind of clues me in. And, you know, we didn't, I don't think you used those tools. And, you know, when we were first married and there was a lot, you know, a lot of. um, And
0: I didn't know probably that. I was feeling that or yeah. what the reason I was feeling that way. I just knew, I just felt like it was you that yeah. was making uh, me feel that way. Yeah. So she,
1: she'll she tell me every now and then she'll say, um, sometimes I just feel like no matter what comes out of your mouth, you're an idiot. <laughs> and that's when that's kind of the, the, the one of the ways that she's told me in the past that like, Hey, I'm hormonal. So watch out. <laughs> and, in, I mean, in, in a way, I mean, I, I'm, You know, it's it's funny, but it's it's not funny because it is, you know, something that has a huge impact on marriages and and has had a huge impact on our marriages. You know, the hormonal swings and things that women go through is, you know, um, you know, when they're menstruating or um, and now is, you know, premenopausal and that sort of stuff uh, as you go through those those periods it it does help. And that's why, you know, you as being such a good communicator and, and say, hey, I'm going to communicate this to you because when I start to have these feelings and I'm now I'm looking at my app and my app is telling me why I might be having these feelings. It's a great tool. Um, and I mean, it helps. I would say helps tremendously in our marriage that you're willing to communicate that uh, and let me know.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Did you think of anything that you wish that we had done uh, early
1: on. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we've we've gotten some, you know, and this is something that, uh, um, you know, it's it's much easier to do now. Our kids um, are older, but you know, every Thursday night, you know, we have our date night, and that was my other one that I was kind of, hoping you'd take. That's yeah, it's very sacred. Is that uh, I look forward to that, and so I, every now and then, you know, you'll have something that'll come up with friends or. It's just, you know, it's not going to work any other night. And you'll say, hey, is it okay? You know, I because we know that that night's very, very sacred. And and I do the same thing where there's something, something might come up. Uh, But I know we're both very disappointed when we don't do it. Uh, And we look, we look forward to it. And we do uh, try to keep that night, um, you know, set aside for, you know, for just you and I. And, you know, it's a lot of times it's a business meeting. I mean, there's a lot of nights where we just talk business and that's what we do.
0: And because believe it or not, we don't talk at the office hardly ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very, very rare do we uh, do we actually have conversations at the office. So Thursday nights are uh, and it's also a business write off. um, Yeah. You know, so that works out, too. But so. Uh, but you know, it's 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 something that like I said, I, I look forward to it. I, I know you look forward to it and our kids know we're going to do it. We've got friends that know we're going to do it. And, you know, so it's yeah, it,
0: that was what I that was my other one that I was well, thinking See, of because yeah. I feel like I even though you say it's easier now, it is easier now. But I do wish that we would have made the time even if we would have done it once a month regularly I think when our kids were younger it was way harder and we just didn't prioritize that but it would now that we're doing it as often as we are and the the conversations that we have and the time the quality time spent with one another when we do it is if I'd have known that then, how valuable that was, it would have really helped, I think, in our parenting and in our just in our marriage in general, because we we connect it that it when we're together, we make a connection and we talk about things that we don't have time to talk about other times of the week, and we do get disappointed when we aren't able to go because we just enjoy that time together. And so
1: yeah, and sometimes we'll, we'll double date, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go out with another couple, which is great too. We enjoy mm-hmm. that. And sometimes as one of our adult children, will crash our date. in on and, us. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, it's not always just us, uh, mm-hmm. just the two of us. A lot of times there's, uh, there's other people there, but you know, the reality is it's, it's still quality time and, and time that you know uh, so we except that we do mix it up mm-hmm. um so that it's it's not always the same but uh yeah no I did that I love that that's one of my favorite nights of the week
0: me too do you have anything else that you want to add for my listeners before um, we go yeah. as a takeaway
1: i would just like to say kind of publicly is just how proud i am of uh you for doing this podcast and you know I know it's it's a scary thing to uh to do it was something that I know you've uh wanted to do in some form I mean it was you wanted to do long before podcasts were podcasts mm-hmm. um you wanted to do something but uh no I, I'm just so proud of you that uh, uh that you're doing this and and uh, that you're sharing uh your heart and and you know we've uh, our marriage has been far far from perfect and I mean I, there was times uh, where I thought we would never make it you know past year one or two you know but by the grace of God and you know by some really good people poured into us we've uh you know we're coming up on 25 years here in March and uh you know to be able to kind of share our experiences and um you know share what God's done in our marriage and it just you know what you're What you're doing with your podcast I think is amazing and I'm just uh, super proud of you. I love you.
0: Thank you You're gonna make me cry. I love you too. So I want to also say I I Dalen and I are going to, because I thought it would be fun on our month of February, Love Month, to be able to focus on couples and marriage and love and all the things. But I thought it'd be fun for Dalen and I to kind of act as bookends, which I'm sure he's super excited about because we get to end the month too. But I think we will, at that point, we'll focus a little bit more on a a topic, one topic at that time that the two of us would like to talk about and focus on for our listeners. But we kind of wanted you guys to get to know us as a couple and get to be introduced to Dylan as well. But I have some really amazing guests lined up for the rest of the month. So I'm super excited and I hope that you guys will tune in for the rest of Love Month. Remember, You are beautiful.